what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, what are the hot new businesses to get into in 2017? We'll share some of them with you. And guess what? They don't include building walls. We're also, today, what we're doing, we're cleaning out the Entrepreneur Exchange mailbag. We're going to be answering emails and questions we've received from our listeners. And we've come to the conclusion that uh, some of you are, are a little bit twisted, but that's okay. You're, we still love you. Finally, we'll wind up with some of our small business of the month feature, some small businesses that you should be looking into, and uh, we'll give you some things that you should be checking out there as well. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is Dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, how you doing? Jeff, I'm doing great. A little twisted, just like you say some of our listeners are. I guess I'd probably be the most twisted. Shaken but not stirred? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Well, it's 2017. Welcome to a new year. Yeah, that's why I like North Carolina. As somebody said to me the other day, North Carolina is the only place you can have four seasons in a week. We've, we've had a little bit of that. We've had our snow. We've had our 70-degree weather, and, and who knows? We'll, we'll, we might have some flowers bursting out before uh, we get the next ice storm that will come through and, there you and, go. and kill everything. And kill everything, exactly. So, so uh, And your new year started off well. Busy as heck because the first two days of the semester were canceled, which is a bigger deal than I realized because then we had to do a lot of other things. But, of course, just another challenge, just like we are when we're in business. You just take it and move forward and figure out how to solve it. And to clarify, they were canceled due to weather issues, not because of funding or other... other no funding, no uh, demonstrations okay. or anything like that, just regular snow. In okay. North Carolina, snow, they don't get along when you're trying to uh, plow the roads because we only have one snow plow. Uh, well, you have to share. Anyway, but... It is a new year, and in, in the work that I do, uh, when I get to January, and, and people have the best of intentions, they have New Year's resolutions and want to start that business in 2017. So it feels like we're, we're always overrun with people coming into our small business center, uh, thinking about starting a new business, and, uh, and some of them have a good idea of what they want to do. Not always a good idea. Some good, some not so good. But uh, some come in saying, I want to start a business, not sure what sort of business I should start. And I was looking uh, around the Internet the other day and came across an article from Business News Daily, which listed what they say are the best small business ideas for 2017. So I was going to and, and this sort of plays into our mailbag in that we've got some questions about good business ideas or, or some business ideas. So this, this is our, our segue to get to our mailbag. Some business ideas uh, for 2017. Uh, so here are some of the good ones. 
tech implementation consultancy. You know, so if you know computer stuff, if you tech, know tech stuff, the things are always changing and evolving. And if you've got some, some skills there. That makes sense to people like me that don't have those skills. Yeah, and so I'm looking for some high tech skills for you and you and I. You know, we, 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 we'll take low tech. I, I was going to say, I just want to have any tech. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why we have kids. Uh, estate sales. Ah. Guess what? People are still dying. You know, I've heard that. So estate sales uh, could be a good business to get into. I wonder why that's new and hot this year. As Maybe more people are more dying. More people are I dying. Don't know. Okay. Free, is that climate? I don't know. Freelance copywriter. Here is an interesting one for you. Uh, maybe not for you. Canada, <laughs> cannabis licensing consultancy. So What the heck is that? Well, I think cannabis uh, is now legal in certain states, um, not North Carolina, no. but uh, I, I understand it's a big business in Colorado. Read the name of that. T- Can- okay. Cannabis licensing consultancy license i guess they're just so going to be there to help people helping get your cannabis business up and running once you're fired up and ready to go fired up and ready to go yeah it sounds sounds like it could be up your alley i don't know uh home health care services i think that's an ongoing yes that makes sense social media consultancy changing evolving you know always stuff going on social media i mean I, i run into a lot of clients who are using social media to promote their business, and and sometimes you always don't. You might not have time to do it yourself. You might need some assistance with that. Uh, homemade organic beauty products. Okay. You know, well, organic X, is big. Organic is big, big, and people are always wanting to make sure they look nice. That's right. That's right. Healthy fast food, and related to that, food trucks. Now that I, I know food trucks are. Are big, and of course we've had them even as our businesses of the month for, right. for people as well as dogs, if you remember. There, there you go. So that's that's growing, going, getting bigger. Crowdfunding consulting. You know, we, we've when we've talked about crowdfunding on our podcast before, where uh, you might use Kickstarter or Indiegogo to assist you in raising funds. So if you if you have some experience like that, it can help others. There could be a business out there for you. Uh, green consulting on energy efficiency yeah, has, yeah. has probably been big, continues to be continue, big. Just continue in the future for sure. And, and the last one on my list I thought was interesting, car repair concierge in which uh, people will, will pick up your car, take it to a mechanic, or maybe they're working with a mechanic, but, but the, the convenience of you not having to sit around at yeah. your mechanics or have to or have to get them to bring you back and forth between work yeah, yeah. so, so uh, car repair concierge huh that's interesting so, so some interesting jobs if you're out there thinking about starting your own business those could be uh, uh, options for you to consider so very cool very cool so you can uh, you can we, we have an email address here at the entrepreneur exchange exchange at the mesh.tv that some people have sent us some questions into and Gary and I run into people in our daily lives that sort of know the sort of work we do with small businesses and startups that ask us various questions and we've tried to collect some and over time and and we wanted to use today's podcast to clean out our mailbag and go through some of our questions so that's so we've got some questions here from from listeners and people that we've worked with and whatnot and 
Uh, so, so we're going to knock out some questions and, and discuss them, and, you know, and, and they cover a broad top, a lot of different topics. So you, you need to listen closely and not fast forward to the end. Um, one question we got, uh, sort of a two-parter, how do I start a small business that I can do from anywhere? And related to that, what type of small business should I pursue if I don't like people or most of humanity? Yes, <laughs> that's going to be a tough one. It is a tough one. Uh, yeah, you know, and and there might be. Some, was that your? Did you send that in to us? I did not send this in to us. We this was from one of our one of our listeners. Okay, and, very good. Um, and I give I gave this one a little bit of thought. You know, in, in that it sounds like this individual is not crazy about people. Uh, so we've mentioned Airbnb on the podcast before, where you might rent out a room in your home or apartment, or you might rent out your house might be one way to make money. You can buy and sell things on eBay. Still eBay's out there, still a big uh, marketplace. Maybe you should be thinking about pets, pet sitting, pet care, pet grooming. Maybe you like animals. You like animals more than people. Yeah. So, well, quite uh, honestly, there are lots of folks that are very good at certain things, but they just aren't comfortable or, making conversation and being out there with people. So I do understand that. But having a business, that makes it tough. Uh, So you do have to pick the right thing because you are going to have to be thinking about how you're going to attract other people to uh, use your product or service. That's right. So it's, uh, you know, or or maybe you need to get someone else involved that can can provide uh, the the FaceTime. Well, I think that's very true. I mean, I don't think I know that's very true. Interesting. had a conversation today with a young lady uh, who's looking to – had a business idea uh, that she participated in our Shark Tank event, and I was very impressed that she was realizing at a very early age that you have to have different skills in your business if you're going to be successful. We shouldn't all be uh, just marketers or just financial people, and I thought that was a very, very smart advice. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, there, there, are some, uh, there are some ideas for that one. Next question comes from Craig in Orlando, Florida. I'm confused about incorporation. How do I decide to form a sole proprietorship? That's hard to get out. It is a hard one. Uh, Versus C-Corp versus S-Corp versus an LLC. And this is from Craig in Orlando. And and this is really more of a legal structure type question. And there there are some pros and cons to the various legal structures. And and I will say, I think they're, depending on what state you're in, the laws are a little bit different. Um, sole proprietorship is a one-person operation that's really probably the most informal way to operate. Um, here in North Carolina, it just requires registering with your uh, with your county. Uh, you go to your county register of deeds and fill out one form, and you register a business name, and then you are registered with the county. If you're operating as a sole proprietor, uh, the law does not differentiate between your business assets and your personal assets. So if someone takes legal action action against you, conceivably they could go after your car, your home, your kids. Maybe you want to get rid of your kids. I don't know. But uh, well, I think that's very important. It's the easiest way to start a business. We could do it right now. We don't mm-hmm. even have to wait till we get out of the studio. We can do it right now. And, again, it has the benefits of uh, being taxed. Uh, along with your personal taxes. So that's a good thing. Um, but 
one of our students and clients who's doing really, really well, I was talking to him. He's been in business for a couple of years, just last week. And he said, you know, I think I need to look at changing from a sole proprietorship to uh, something different. So we had this conversation, and I encouraged him very uh, hard to do that because he's been very successful, and he's uh, bought some equipment and different things like that, and that he wants to make sure that he protects himself because mm-hmm. we can always get sued and that uh, doesn't even have anything to do with something maybe we did wrong. Uh, but I think that's a key thing as being a sole proprietor. That's the big downside. So, and, and that, that's, that is the, the negative there is in terms of the risk. But uh, you, you might also consider the LLC, which stands for Limited Liability Company, which here in North Carolina is a filing with the Secretary of State's office. Uh, but it does put a wall of protection between your personal assets and your business assets, as long as you're maintaining separate records and operating as a business, not as a hobby. Uh, so uh, that, that does give you some protection of your, your personal assets, as long as you're operating in an appro- appropriate right. fashion. Uh, costs a little bit more here in North Carolina. Costs one hundred twenty-five dollars to set up your LLC, and it costs two hundred dollars easier to renew your LLC. But it does give you some more protection than sole proprietorship. Mm-hmm. Taxation issues are the same. Uh, the profits of your business still are going to be taxed on your personal income tax, so um, you know, which is actually fairly convenient and and less expensive. Yeah. So, so that's one way you can. Imp- imp- protect yourself and, and it's pretty and easy way. to file it's a little so, bit of cost but it's pretty easy to file to give you that protection i think it's very worthwhile so as far as a corporation goes uh you know that that actually creates a totally separate legal entity which really limits the liability of your company to whatever is owned by that corporation but uh uh, uh, as far as the taxation, that becomes a little bit more challenging in that now you've got a separate uh, legal entity that's going to have to file corporate taxes. Now, what's what's the deal with this uh, C-Corp versus the S-Corp designation, Gary? Can you speak to that one? Yeah, well, the C-Corp, again, a good thing, that's what a lot of people did uh, for protection from the liability, and it it's very useful because it does protect your personal assets from the corporate assets. And that's important. But you do have the double taxation potential, not potential, reality if you want to take your money out of the business because the corporation is going to be taxed, whereas the, on the personal side, you're going to, if you want to take your money out, it's going to come out. You're going to be taxed that way. So that's why LLC is a little bit better from a tax standpoint. And actually the S Corp is that way too. It's way back when that was really – how you help small businesses because you had less taxation. You were able to protect yourself a little bit because uh, you became shareholders. Uh, and so you had a similar structure as a corporation, but then it, your income or losses ran through to the, the shareholders. And so that's uh, – and, and if you're a C-Corp, then the, the, you know, the, the corporation is going to be taxed, and then whatever's left over that is given out to the shareholders as dividends gets taxed again, so you have a potential double right, taxation. There's the double taxation comes in, whereas the S-Corp, you don't have that. A little bit more complicated from a paperwork standpoint, a little bit more costly than an LLC, but similar in concept. Yeah, so. so we hope that helps you out there, Craig. Uh, next question that we got, and this, this is a broad question. 
impact of President Trump on exports, imports, healthcare, manufacturing in the United States, and sexual harassment laws. And this comes from David S. Jeff Newville. This comes from (laughs) David S. in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, You know, and that's, I'm not sure that Gary or I have a crystal ball that can answer that one uh, and give you any more perspective than you can get from from other people. We're a week into this. And, and we still can't give you great perspective on it. I, mean, I will tell you my personal perspective is one that in the short term, I think uh, the economy will be strong. I think that uh, uh, consumer confidence is up. I think, I think he's doing some things that will help U.S. manufacturers. Uh, although I, I think, uh, you know, I, I know that the president has talked a lot about uh, bringing manufacturing jobs back to the United States, I, 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 I'm not sure that the the productivity gains and technological gains that uh, uh, have occurred in manufacturing, uh, to me, that that there are just fewer jobs out there because of the technology. So right. it's not like that's going to be the challenge yeah, going on. Yeah, it's exactly not like going right. to be the good old days where you, where you just throw people at it because there's technology there. Um, from from a healthcare perspective. Uh, I think there are certainly going to be some changes there, but the the the, the current laws, the Affordable Care Act for for small businesses of, of less than fifty people, there were really no requirements there. So I, I'm not sure small businesses on, in that size are going to see much of a difference. Um, I, I guess the areas that um, I think we should be sensitive to or just wary of are. Uh, interest rates in that uh, if the economy picks up, I would expect to see interest rates start to yes, tick up. Yes, I think up that'll some. be uh, the immediate reaction, which is probably appropriate. We've been at yeah. very, very low rates for such a long time. Yeah, but it right. will impact industries uh, such as the housing market. Yeah. We're trying to get that to build, build, but interest mm-hmm. rates going up could blunt that growth. Hey, you know, and and who knows what's going to happen with with tariffs and things between countries I, I do worry that if if we you know things get a little crazy with tariffs that those could get passed on to the u.s consumers and we could see more inflation so right. I mean, that, that, those are the sort of things that i think you have to be sensitive to well i think interest rates going up and inflation if the economy does well they will come anyway mm-hmm. uh, but you're right we don't want to have that going up in the economy stagnant all right uh, next question who decides what kind of music to play in the office? Should it be done by seniority, title, or is it best to rotate? And this is from Pete in New York City. you have any thoughts on music in the office? That's here? an interesting question. I know at home, the kids, and then my wife. Uh, you're, you're last on the seniority level oh, there? Oh, trust me. Yeah, well, I've heard some of your music. You've heard my music, so I mean, you, it makes a lot of sense, yeah, even yeah, for me. Yeah. I shouldn't be listening to it. Uh, yeah, I guess my initial reaction is, hey, you know, what about your earbuds? You know, I mean, all you know, everyone I see has got their little uh, uh, things plugged into their ears. Uh, so, so uh, that's probably know, the safest way to handle it. I'm, issue of earbuds. I don't think that you want to be distracting people. So, I mean, I, I think you have to be sensitive to uh, to office distractions. So, uh, so my 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 knee jerk reaction, Pete, was, uh, hey. Use your earbuds. Uh, plan B, you, you probably should rotate it. That was, that's my plan. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. You know, 
it may sound like a little issue, but it's actually a big issue for employee morale, making sure that everybody has a voice. That's right. Kind of pun intended. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard. Next question. This comes from Maggie in Asheville, North Carolina. Do I really need a business plan to start a new business? I've been a restaurant manager for five years and I'm ready to do it for myself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, now we you need to have goals that you set out there for yourself and a way of getting to them. Even if we've been in business for a long time in a similar business, things are different and they're going to change. And we're going through a lot of that with our individual businesses and our individual departments at the college. And they say, well, we've been doing this for 20 years, so uh, we should be able to understand it. Well, that's true probably from an understanding standpoint, but the environment changes. And so you really have to build some kind of plan. It doesn't have to be real long, but there has to be something out there that you are looking at and you've actually gone through the thought process of the things that could happen to your business. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair answer. I, I, I think it's also going to be more important to have a plan if you're going to be out there talking to lenders and considering uh, you know trying trying to generate funding in some sort whether you're talking to lenders potential partners i think people want to see that you've thought through the business i you know usually when i talk to people i ask them who the audience for the plan is if it's if it's something that you're going to be presenting to outsiders i think that that probably requires you to make it uh, more professional uh, if it's something that you're just doing for you, I think it, it can be very informal, but I think the, the thought process of, of thinking through the hurdles that you're going to have and getting your business up and running is important. And, uh, you know, some, I guess sometimes the terminology business plan scares people. It does. I mean, and you, people talk about you know, how long it can be, and, and you don't want to, want to paralyze your business by writing this uh, long, involved business plan. Uh, but I, I do think you also need to have some thoughts on paper because just as you just said, that you've gone through the thought process of what it's going to take to be successful. All right. Next question. Can a startup business actually get a loan? And this is from Suzanne in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I will, uh, so I work with a lot of people that come in and, and are, are starting a business and, and startup businesses can get a loan. I, I think that um, some of the larger, more traditional banks are not as interested in startup businesses. Uh, so I'm, usually when I talk to people, I might not refer them to uh, the, the large national banks. I might refer them to a community bank. Uh, here in North Carolina, we've got some uh, community lending organizations such as the Carolina Small Business Development Fund that really works very specifically with uh, new businesses and, and can loan up to $250,000. Um, but with that said, the the basics for business loans are, are still pretty much the same and that they're going to want to look at your credit. They're going to talk to you about collateral. Mm-hmm. 
they're probably going to want to see a business plan and, and which has uh, realistic financial projections that demonstrate that they can be repaid. And, you know, the, these lenders are... Uh, they're in the are, business of... Of loaning money to make money. So exactly. they, they, they want the confidence that they can be repaid. So that would be my take on that particular question. I don't know if you want yeah. to add anything no, to I, that. I agree. All right. We're in agreement. Next question. Do you have any good ideas for making America great again? Could use a little help here from Don T. in New York City. Anything, any thoughts there, Gary? Just add greater than ever before. I'd like to think we're pretty great now. Yes, well, that's why I think the, the add-on phrase was put in. I think that was a good choice. Okay. Let's move along. <laughs> we, want to see, we want to go political, right? No, not too much. All right. This is, a, this is a question from Dave, also in Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been using company funds to stay at fancy hotels to entertain my secretary. Are these expenses... Deductible for tax purposes. Are there local governmental grants available to help such expenditures? Now, now I know that was your question. That was not my question. That's actually from Dave and Charlotte. But well, let's well let's take a couple. Of, I, 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 his question might be somewhat tongue in cheek, but a couple of points that, of of interest to our listeners. We get a lot. Of, we do get a lot of questions about grants out there for business, and. There are some grants out there, but they're very few and far between. People that come in and think I'm going to start a, grant, a business based on a grant for business are, are in all likelihood not going to find that grant. I can, I can say that um, our, our local city has some modest grants for startup businesses that range from $2,000 to $4,000, but there's very specific criteria that have to be reached. Many cities, including ours, have matching grants for building improvements or land improvements uh, that you might be able to tap into. But you know, as we've talked a little bit before on the podcast, Gary and I have not yet found the magical money grant bucket right, to, exactly. to, to where, where grants are doled out. So, so uh, you know, Dave's question did mention about governmental grants. So, you know, there's a nice way of handling that question. Yeah. Now. I think that there, there, another part to the, I'm taking a little bit of a leap, but uh, in, in terms of what is deductible for tax purposes for your small business, um, there are many legal tax deductions, and neither Gary and I are practicing uh, accountants or lawyers, and we we strongly urge you to speak to them before you make decisions on what sort of expenses, but. Yes. Uh, some some expenses that you can consider uh, home office if you have a uh, office that is a room in your home that is being devoted to business you can take a portion of your home expenses and expense those on legally for your small business uh, office supplies furniture if it is for your office not for your den you know you can you can deduct that. Uh, other equipment such as computers, copiers, scanners, that's deductible legally. Software or certain subscriptions you might be using for your business, that's okay. You can track mileage when you use your car. Uh, you know, track mileage. You and, and tracking is important as we're going through this. You want to keep receipts. Documentation be- is critical when you're getting ready for your tax return. Uh, travel, meals, and entertainment. Is deductible. It's fifty percent on meals and entertainment, but a hundred percent on travel. Now, 
in Dave's case, you know, reasonable travel, reasonable, reasonable travel and entertainment. You know, it's, it, it does need to be business oriented out there. So, uh, you know, let's keep that in mind. Insurance premiums. If you are self-employed, uh, you can deduct a hundred percent of your insurance premiums. Retirement contributions. If you're self-employed, you can deduct your retirement contributions. Uh, telephone charges. You can deduct a portion of your cell phone bill that is used for business. So, so there are a lot of deductions out there. We always get people that come in and you know they have the this uh, glow in their eyes about how much money they're going to make with their business, which is wonderful. We all want to do that until it's tax time, and then then we want to scramble around and say, "Wait, I have these expenses. You know, it's I didn't make as much as I thought I made." So. Keep records, keep receipts. Exactly. So, so that's important. Sure. All right. Anything? Any other things that we can think of there? Now, my thought is, and I hesitate to say it, as you can tell, lots of people, when it comes down, they take things in cash. <laughs> we tell them they still need to document, even when they get cash receipts, as opposed to other checks and different things like that. But there that, you go. <laughs> you see why I hesitated. I understand. All right, next question. Should we serve alcohol in the office like on Friday afternoons or on special days? Tuesdays seem pretty special also. This is from Debbie in Melbourne, Florida. I can only speak from my current situation. The the college environment frowns on 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 doing that. And and frankly, some of the other college policies have hampered my my internet gambling habits and some of my other vices as well. But that's why you've been working with craft breweries and different things to help them with their business. Actually, I met with someone who's interested in uh, doing uh, hard cider uh, earlier this week. What I would say, though, is that uh, we encourage you to find ways to make your office fun. Some things that uh, we've, we've done in my part of the community college, we've had Funny Hat Day, always popular. We've had uh, Football Day at the beginning of the football season where we had a lot of games like match your favorite players to the crimes they've committed, that sort of thing. (laughs) And we also have Meat Day. You are very creative. Are you familiar with Meat Day? I've heard you talk about it, but I don't know exactly what it is. Please tell us. Well, Meat Day was invented by Rip Kersey, as you know. Oh, the S.I. know Rip? The Wednesday, every Wednesday after the completion of the NCAA basketball tournament, we encourage you to cook out, grill at at the office, not like inside. You really should go outside. Makes sense. And 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 eat meat, you know, in honor of the conclusion of the NCAA basketball season and the beginning of spring and the Major League Baseball season. It's called Meat Day. Did you make that up? Rip made that up. Rip, Rip made Percy that up. made that up, and I, I can only assume. Well, you guys are similar, and I, I would very smart. Hallmark will have it on their list within two years. Yes. Mark my words. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question: What other podcasts or online publications would you guys recommend? Ours. <laughs> if you're listening to this one, well, we would first say check out the mesh.tv because they have a very broad variety of podcasts, everything from from business-oriented podcasts to sports-oriented podcasts to uh, uh, movie reviews. So there's a lot of good things going on the mesh TV. So please do check yes, that out. Yes, definitely. Uh, 
I, I know that you and I, Gary, are both familiar with the uh, Success in Business podcast that one of our associates, Tom Ryan, right. does. Very so, good. Yes. Success in Business podcast. Uh, I've also met with uh, a fellow, Blake Brandes, uh, who uh, he's actually in California, but he does a podcast called The Motivational Millennial, uh, where he talks about uh, success stories for uh, younger people uh, that uh, are in business, and, and I would recommend that one as well. So something else for you to consider. Very good. So. Ours. And, and ours. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next question. Any guidance on giving staff, vendors, customers nicknames? This comes from Stretch in Champaign, Illinois. Well, I like his nickname. Yeah, well, and and and, and actually, I know Stretch, and, and he's he's a tall fellow. Tall fellow, yeah, very good. So I went to college with him. So yeah, oh. um, I was hoping he still had some years of eligibility, could play for Wake Forest. Yeah, he's not that good. No, no. okay. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm all for building relationships with people. You know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to have embarrassing nicknames yeah. for people, and, and you have to. You, I think you have to be comfortable enough with them. I don't think yes, you want to walk think up that's to correct. your new customers and say hey shorty or, you know, right. or or hey small hands or something like that you know that, that i found that can irritate <laughs> you, people doesn't always work no you don't want to get in a tweeting war with your biggest customer we see how that can work i know i know so proceed carefully you know yes. i mean you know if it's good you, to have a good relationship but you, you have to be yeah, careful yeah so so pre- proceed carefully on that one so um next question how do you decide your small business is a failure and you should hang it up? It can be a real downer. That's a tough one, particularly if you've got the passion and saying, hey, I think it, this, I really want this to work. That can be one of the tougher conversations that we have to have with people to say, well, it just may not be uh, what you want it to be or where you want it to develop into. And that's very tough. Yeah, I, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a magic answer to that particular question to say, uh, "Here, here is the end." I, I think. Yeah, you don't say, "Well, okay, you've been doing this for X number of months," and so. Yeah, I mean, I, I you certainly want to give it a fair shot, uh, you know, but it really depends on the business. There's some that you probably can reach that conclusion pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and some that some that you might not know for months or years right. you know and, and obviously sometimes it's it, often it might be dependent upon your personal resources of how far you want to take this mm-hmm. you know I, I think the one thing we would say is analyze the business as you go and make adjustments as you as you move through the business and and uh, uh, at some point uh, you you know you have to look at reality and, and, and make a difficult decision there so all right um we're, we're moving. You know, we're, we're we're getting a little tight on time. But one more question we're going to take from our man, mailbag. I'm in startup mode, pre-revenue, but I need staff. What are your thoughts about giving away equity as a way to bring people on board? What's your take I'm, on that one? I'm getting to a common answer or response. That's a tough one. I think a Shark Tank. When I think of you know, you really have to understand the potential of your business, uh, what your financial needs are to get started, because you don't want to uh, give away a lot of equity before 
you really know what the potential is of the business. But again, if you need to get started because you don't have the resources, then I think you have to consider that because you have to have the capital get started. So it's, uh, I would say when you're doing that, you talk to a financial advisor such as yourself to kind of let them look at the business and get another set of eyes before – because you could see people giving a lot more away percentage of the business than they really need to. Yeah, and I guess when I saw that question, also I thought about it. It depends on on who the people are, in that that you know, you, you you want to partner with people that have a similar mindset that you can count on, that you have some uh, that you can depend on. So it, it's certainly nothing that anyone would want to do lightly. I think it's something that you would want to consider, depending on the individual and what they bring to the table, both in terms of their skill set and and their financial resources. So, yeah. it is a case by case basis. Yeah. So, so I, anyway, I I think we knocked that one out of the park, Gary. I think that's great. I agree. I, that is a serious one because you got to make sure it is the right match from a personality standpoint uh, and skill set. But, you know, if you don't have the right people in whatever business you are, uh, it's going to be a difficult road down the road. Oh, this is true. All right. Well, look, we appreciate people that uh, send in their, their uh, questions. Uh, and you, if you have other questions, send them into the e-exchange at the mesh.tv. And once we collect uh, enough, we'll, we'll do another mailbag. And, uh, you know, and, and we also collect them from people we run into and, uh, we appreciate you doing that, but we, uh, we, always, fun. we always like to wind up with our uh, small business of the month feature where we highlight uh, small businesses that we've come across. So, so Gary, uh, what uh, small business do you want to share with our listeners today? Well, my small business of the month is Turbo Pup. Turbo Pup? Pup, which ties into usually one of my themes of animals or food. This is both. You're going to eat the pups? No. <laughs> No, no, okay. you kind of stopped me in my tracks. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm <laughs> glad that's not your business. Go no, ahead. that's not. Please proceed. Um, in 2011, Christina Guerrero, a.k.a. Turbo, was on a backcountry ski trip with her rescue pooch, Duncan, when she realized that he was just as hungry as she was. She fed him some of her own food, but worried that he didn't have the proper nutrition. This trip inspired her to create what and develop Turbo Pup. What do you think? You know what it is yet? Not yet, no. Okay, good. I like to have that little tease out there. Uh, complete canine meal bars. Okay. Premium, lightweight, compact, and a meal to go. All of us love our dogs, and so uh, we understand that. I have to admit that I hadn't thought about needing uh, this uh, premium contact, uh, compact meal that's uh, nutritious because you know what I eat for uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So. Yeah, sort of a pastry kind of guy. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that maybe this is a little bit... Uh, maybe I could try it. But it's she's a woman, a uh, small company uh, with giant friends. And it's a small business uh, developed by women and still today. It's doing very well. Uh, so it's a great success story. She's a veteran. Uh, her, she wants to manufacture these edible, uh, healthy, nutritious, premium products for the four-legged friends. So... Kind of cool. I like the name Turbo Pup. Of course, like we may need to work on the name for her since she thought that we we're uh, selling dogs. Well, I, I, 
Uh, only because you sort of were going down the... Well, well I did, but, that's but right. Food, I kind of framed uh, it yes. as animal and food. <laughs> it was more a Gary issue than, yeah, a, than, yeah. a, than a business issue. Well, that usually but, is the problem with me. It's a Gary issue. But, yeah, I, I, to me, it begs the question of, you know, if, if uh, one was... You know, lost in the woods with their with their pet and had these turbo pup uh, bars. Would would you, would you be better off eating the turbo pup bars first before you eat the dog? You know, and, and get rescued. Well, I think that's answer is yes. Okay, good. Of course, this comes from somebody that used to eat dog biscuits when he was a little kid. That's uh, quite the moral dilemma. <laughs> Uh, my small business of the month. It's a, a company that uh, Gary and I both uh, were introduced to late last year. Uh, it's a company called Push and Putt, and it uh, is it's run by Jerry and Susan Maloney uh, in nearby Newton, North Carolina. They've developed a new product for golf practice greens and and home greens. It's a it's a golf flagpole. That you simply push down and it pops the ball out of the cup. So there's no bending, no harming the practice green, the edges of the hole with your putter or uh, pulling the ball out of the hole. Uh, Push and putt was uh, invented and created by Jerry Maloney, who's an avid golfer and has invented several different products. And he's got a small manufacturing company in Newton. Uh, and uh, he's now partnering with a company in Scottsdale, Arizona called The Golf Tank, which is uh, helping to market and distribute the push and put products to uh, golf courses throughout the country. And Gary and I had a chance to work with Jerry and Susan in our uh, region's business plan contest called the Edison Competition, uh, which uh, they entered and they actually won. They took home $10,000 to further their business and uh, Great enjoyed, product. We enjoyed very much meeting with them and, and working with them. And you can check them out at www.pushandputt, that's P-U-S-H-N-P-U-T-T dot com, and get a chance to see uh, what they're doing. And, you know, if you're putting that uh, putting green in your backyard, you should use the Push and Putt. Absolutely. So save your back. Save your back. So anyway, we very much appreciate uh, you guys listening in. We appreciate you sending the questions suggestion for our small business of the month or if you have a suggestion or if you have a question you'd like us to answer send it to us at the e-exchange at themesh.tv thanks to the mesh you can download us at uh, itunes you can find it at the mesh tv and we look forward to talking with you again next month looking forward to it take care Listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.